Don't that feel good when your crowd behind you? You know what I'm saying? Let's give them something to cheer for now. Hey, I'm not going to be a real patient guy now. And I say this shit stops the Tampa 2. Tampa 2. Think it's a game. I came up from nothing. You can't tell me. Yeah, did it on my own. Check out my neck. Check out my wrist. This makes me mad. I, so this is my conclusion from the game. I have my new hashtag ready for this offseason. Mm-hmm. Hashtag do it when it counts. Because we look awesome right now. Are you talking? Wait, did you say your, what did you say? Your sex life or, or for the Bucks? Look, look here. Look, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how that how that makes sense. I'm trying to think about it. But anyway, no, I mean, it's just frustrating seeing them to me play good these past two games when like you think about the Giants and the Redskins games and stuff like that. And like, why couldn't we have done this earlier when it when it yeah. mattered and could have been in it? And yeah, you can say, well, if we go undefeated down the stretch, we're still in it. We got a shot. But I mean, do we really? You know, so. No. And that's the, that's the thing, man. I, all right. Well, this is a good segue. For anybody that doesn't know, we got that dub today. Matt and I, uh, we thought we would do a special edition Sunday. We got a we got a little run going on, a win streak, two and two and zero oh in the midseason port uh, point in the season, as um, as Lovey would say. You know, it's one season at a time, and and so with that, I, it's tough for me because I think we should have beat the Redskins and we should have beat the Giants. And there was another game we definitely should have. We should have beat the Steelers earlier. And um, the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Uh, You know what I'm saying? It's just like even one of those, and then it puts you in a spot that we're a a lot better and even we can talk about a little more down the stretch, but it's just like, man, so now you're doing it when it kind of just looks like we're out of reach for anything meaningful. So good to see. Um Right now we're we're slated to draft twelfth. Really? Mm-hmm. After the, after the game? After the game, it, yeah. I saw an, I saw an updated. Uh-huh. We're at twelve now. Which yeah, so. that sucks. Like if if we're gonna suck and have a shit year and we lose our our coach and possibly our quarterback, I'm not trying to draft fucking middle of the the pack. I'm trying to top five, top seven, whatever. Yeah, I will say. This draft to me looks pretty loaded on the defensive side of the ball, which is exciting to me. Um, so even if we stay in the teens, like low teens, I'd still be all right. But yeah, it just, I mean, hey, <laughs> like they're professionals. They got to go out there and play. They played great. Uh, let's not be, uh, let's not be all negative. Defense look good. I mean, I don't know how many games this year we've held them under 20 points. I was going to look that up, but. Thank God. Um, hey, hold a team under 20 points. Mm-hmm. Um, how many freaking picks? I, that's obviously our high pick mark. That's about as many picks as we had all season. So Literally, he had, well, did we have four or three? I can't remember. Four? Yeah, four. Because uh, what's his name? The ball was tipped to to that dude. And yes, it was four because Ryan Smith had one, two, and uh, Adams, safety, had three. He had the hat trick. Man, that's that's more than we had all year. And we've had more in two games than we had the entire other games combined. So the other thing I'm noticing too is Buckner, Buckner, uh, Duff, Duff, Duffner. Yes. I don't know why I'm getting them mixed up right now. It's like Sean Jensen and Ryan Jensen. Um, 
I don't I don't know what's different, but it feels like he's bringing more pressure at some interesting times, and it's really helping our defense. Just today alone, seeing Levante get a sack and then Minter, um, a backup linebacker, get a sack early on really helped us kind of set the tone for eventually a, a pretty good game on defense. And also, I know we keep talking about it, and I feel like everyone is, but... Dude, Jason Pierre-Paul is freaking awesome. Like yeah. that dude has it's been. Like we got to give that that he's the MVP of the team by freaking far. Gosh, man, and yeah, even even just the little things of like standing guys up in the middle and going double a gap blitz and stuff. It, it just looks different. It gives it gives you something different. And I'll say this: that's what I kind of thought about the last two games, and actually watching the Saints on Thursday. It's like, I don't care what quarterback it is, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Cam Newton. You start off the game by hitting them in the mouth. Oh, yeah. Sure, in their face. And they're a different quarterback in the second half. Go look at freaking Drew Brees last week when they were getting after that dude. He, in the fourth quarter, did not want to step up and make a throw. And that kind of happened to Cam Newton a couple times today. Like, he, he just didn't want to step up and make a throw. He's got a you know, weary that I think that just goes with any quarterback. So that just shows you how important the uh, pressure is, whether you get to them or not, whether the sacks are there or not, just being around them, hitting them and making them move their feet. So hell yeah, man. Kudos to our defense. That's also, I'm not going to lie. Hit. It makes me so fucking happy to see that fucking dude get sacked. And then he can't do a stupid fucking bow and arrow point for a first down. And then like do this bullshit ass Superman thing in the end zone. Like, oh, hell yeah. God, it makes me so happy to like see him eat shit on the field. And I'll tell you what, that sack by Levante where he came un-fucking-blocked and had a free shot at him, I get it, the new, F- new NFL, you can't just like knock the absolute hell out of him. But my goodness, if that was me, I feel like, well, first off, I probably wouldn't have hurt Cam Newton, so let's start with that. But secondly... Yeah, I would we'd have to we'd have to get you a stretcher out the field. Let's be real. Oh uh, yeah, let's be honest. But <laughs> man, I would have God, I would have tried to hit him so much harder. Levante was pretty gentle considering he had a free shot at the guy from behind and didn't even know it. Well, um, you also, you know, at the end of the day, being that guy, you you gotta make sure you get him to the ground because how many times people bounce off that dude. So NASA missed one for sure. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think it was Vinnie Curry missed having a chance for a second sack, same kind of thing in the backfield and it's you know, Cam Newton's a great player. It, it was kind of, I was trying to figure out like we had to the point where we had we already had three picks. Then I'm looking up and it's a one score game. I'm like, Jameis doesn't have any picks. We've got three. Like, why is it a one score game? You know what I mean? That was kind of weird. But hey, it just they just didn't goes pull to show Cam you. after four picks though. You know what I mean? They didn't put the backup in after that. So that's kind of interesting too. Yeah. Hey, man. These these Jameis. So I share this little story because it made, it made me chuckle. And I've been, I don't want to say pro Jameis, but I've been on the side of let's wait and see and give him I time. I definitely haven't I've, been. No, you have not. So this made me chuckle. <laughs> I was listening to a fantasy, fantasy show on the radio this morning. And a caller called in, and this was the question. Hey, guys, who should I start today? In fantasy. I get it's fantasy. I get that doesn't mean anything. I get it. I get it. Like, you know, win, lose a game in the NFL. I get it. Said, who should I start today? Aaron Rodgers or Jameis Winston? 
and that just made me laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like for all these people that are like, this kid can't do anything. You can never win with them. Just the fact that someone's calling to get an opinion if they should start him over Aaron Rodgers just made me laugh. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't think he's as good as Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying that. I think Aaron Rodgers is a top three quarterback. They're having a kind of a rough season over there. Mike McCarthy, your boy. Coach and alert, coach and alert. I know you like him. I don't like him, but. Uh, yeah, fired today. That was crazy. But that just made me laugh, man. I, I thought I'd. I'll tell you this that. about Jameis, and I think anyone who's heard Matt and I give our opinions on this before, I have said a lot how I thought we should move on from Jameis, especially after the shit with the Uber driver and just more about him being immature. But I'll say this, watching his body language since he came back into the starting lineup, man, he looks different right now. I don't know. Do you see that too? Yeah. Um, he's not bit. as like rah-rah. I don't know how to describe it. It's like he's not as like in your face like yo i'm the leader look at me like let's go eat w's it's more like yeah like kind of subdued i always talked about that i kind of felt like i saw at the end of last year when he played real well you know um and all, all the reports everyone said when they talked to him he feel like um he's felt like he's been humbled and all that kind of stuff so you, you don't really know what's in his head but if he has been hey man maybe maybe that helps but Man, going on what two games, no turnovers. That's right? huge, and and two. It's you. You said this too. You said the little things. I wanted to point this out, and I, I felt like it's only fair for me to point out positives in James because I've been so hard on all of saying about his throwing mechanics, why I thought he had a slower release, why I think he misses some of the deep balls, which I still feel like he misses deep balls. Like today to Bobo, I know we got that pass interference, but if James throws that ball further to the right of the end zone and lets him run under, I think that's a touchdown. Just like I think two weeks ago, that would have been the same with Deshaun. And I don't know what it is. He throws the ball more vertical down the field, and it just kind of hangs. I don't know if he's just not a great deep ball thrower, and that's fine. But what I was going to say is the thing that I've noticed about Jameis that I had to give him props on is, have you seen him when he tucks the ball to run? Today, on multiple occasions, I, for the first time, saw him go high and tot. On on that one, he... I think we were on like the 25 or something and he broke it down to like the eight maybe. And he kind of went through, it was like a 15, 20 yard run and he had two hands up. I was, I was going to, I was going to send you something on that, but yeah, I agree, man. I, I, that was the first time in a while. I saw Jameis hold the ball, breaking through the D line high and tight. And then we was getting close to getting tackled. He double armed it. And I was like, yeah. why the fuck is it taking so long? But nonetheless, like, if that's the Jameis that's playing where because here's the thing, even if he'd have thrown a pick today, I wouldn't have necessarily been mad because you're you're going to throw a pick. I mean, shit, he's yeah. out there trying to make plays. So is the other team. It's going to happen like that one. The only one that I was like, eh, that end zone throwing across his body is not a good decision, but he's trying to make it happen. So you yeah, can't be mad at that. I agree. But it was probably the, the one to take away. But, you know, it's such a fine line because. Obviously, you don't want to take his aggressiveness away from him because that's who he is. And If he makes and a touchdown there, everyone's talking about a hell of a play he just made, just yeah. like that Godwin where he escaped and threw a fucking dart in the corner. Yeah, and I couldn't help but think that, you know, without Deshaun being there, and oh, it does leave something that, yeah, we don't, we don't have exactly that guy that just straight takes the top off of defense, but – Man, it just felt like he was more in rhythm. If you put Evans, Godwin, Humphreys, Bray, 
out there. You know what I'm saying? It, it just looks like he's comfortable with all four of them, and, and, and he's just going to pick the ones who's open. He he really does. And and Cam Braid kind of had a weird game. He dropped a couple that like normally I've seen him catch pretty routinely. It was kind of weird. But other than that, it's like him and Mike Evans definitely got a thing. And it it's scary to think about if Jameis wasn't here breaking that up because – I mean, Mike Evans and him really, really have a good connection. And honestly, the more and more I watch him, dude, one of the first plays of the game, he threw that back shoulder, like kind of stop route, the the curl route to Godwin for a first down. And it was very much a timing route. And he threw that on the money. Godwin made a hell of a catch. All the stuff with Humphreys, I think they're in a good route in, in regards to like him being a slot receiver. And then Bray, he's had a connection. I feel like that that was the most... Him and Bray were the most immediate connection, I think, for Jameis, and then it was Evans. But, dude, he did a hell of a job spreading the ball around. He was smart. He dumped it off when he had to. And he kind of did something you and I talked about early in the year that Fitzpatrick did so well, and that's when it, when it wasn't there, he made a quick decision, and he would get five yards or four yards, and he would get down. And yeah. I was just really happy to see him play like that. He didn't take too many shots where I was like, damn it, Jameis, you didn't need to go there. He just... He, he played a really good game, man. This two in a row. And, you know, if we can keep that rolling, I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know what happens at the end of this year, but I'm just saying. Yeah, and I, I was kind of waiting for the trolls to come out when he was kind of taking sacks, but I was just waiting for it because I'm like, look, that's what you guys asked for. You want him to take the sacks. So he's taking – and, you know, uh, they're D-lined. They got, they got a good front seven. So there were times our offense – I feel like our O-line was probably our weakest unit today as far yeah. as you – um, crazy to so believe. The, well, yeah, yeah, it was definitely time. We could not consistently run the ball. Um, and like I said, you know, they, they got great guys. Keekly, I think is, in my opinion, probably the best middle linebacker in that NFL, but sure, you're not wrong. Um, you know, they, we just couldn't consistently run the ball. And there were times Jameis just didn't have anywhere to go with it. And he took the sack and he didn't do anything stupid. So that's what he's supposed to do. That's what we all want him to do. And I think um, that's some of why you were saying earlier, it, it was it was kind of a weird game because you look up and you think, man, we intercepted the ball four times. Jameis had, what, 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. I don't remember what it was, three. It was like 260, I think he had, and two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. And you look up and you're like, how did we only win by what we won by? It should have been more. But you know what's kind of weird is, to your point, he didn't try to do too much. And so he took some of those yep. sacks that normally I think he's kind of tried to force a ball and really make shit happen because, and if you really think about it, we've been playing from behind so much. Jameis has been trying to force stuff. And I think that's where he's gotten himself into trouble. And for whatever the reason, something has clicked and he's just kind of settling in and like, you know what, if I'm, if we're just not going to get it, I'll go get it next time. And I'm just going to let it ride because there's nothing you can do. I mean, you see Aaron Rodgers and all these really great quarterbacks. If it's not there, they throw it away. I mean, shit, Marcus Mariota is great at that. Let me tell you. <laughs> Watch the yeah, Titans the, game. The only other thing on the offense that I'm going to be curious going into the offseason is I, I kind of talked about before that I think Cam Bray can be expendable. Yep. I, I kind of go back and forth on that because Jameis does trust him and he's like that fallback, like Jason Witten type, like third down, red zone. I know where he's going to be. I want to throw him the ball. But I don't know what it is. And Anthony Beck brought this up, former Bucks tight end on um, – the radio this week we just uh, and we talked about it after we drafted over jay howard but do you feel like we use that two tight end personnel never very well you know what i mean like why I, it's kind of surprising because even anthony all is a i mean i don't think he's like 
he's not OJ or Cambrate, but no, he can catch the ball. I mean, yeah. I don't understand why we don't do more or at least disguise it because all Claire's in there normally to block. And I don't I just, know. It's going to be a decision to be made as far as, you know, because you're going to be throwing, you know, you got first round money in OJ Howard and then you already gave Brate the deal. So if we got to go put money into Jameis and linemen and keeping other guys and shorted up some defense, like that might be an expendable part. Or are you going to be able to use two tight ends and make it worth your while? You know what I mean? That's just yeah. something that uh, I think it'll be interesting this off season. Yeah. I don't know what will happen with that. I, I do sense. Well, first off, we've said this for a while and I think everyone is at this point. I think Deshaun's done for sure. Do you think he plays another game in Tampa? I don't see why. We would. I think you kind of can throw him on IR. He had that thumb or hand, whatever it is. I don't even know if that's real. I just, you know. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I think it is. They were talking about him getting a couple of looks at it, but whatever. Uh, I just don't see any point. Let him let him rest up and go figure out where he wants to go next year. And um, Do you keep him and try to trade him in the offseason or just cut him altogether? I just don't know what kind of value you get for the the money. I mean, I guess if you get a top four round, top four pick, like a fourth round, like cool. You know what I mean? But I was thinking even if you get like a six rounder and just like trade him for a sixth round or seventh round, and then you can use that later in the draft to move up shit like that. I don't know. I'm a big fan of trying to get as many draft picks. Um, yeah. I, but you, I don't know. That might be a situation where that's reaching. That's more of you just cut the guy and let him go do his thing. Yeah. And I think. Money wise, too, I, I I don't see any uh, any way that uh, Grimes is coming back. So if I'm not mistaken, that's about twenty mil on the books right there. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I listened to Miko on a podcast talk about the that's whole. Your girl? I'm not saying nothing about her. She might she'll come and show up at the house, punch me in the <laughs> face or something. Um, She's scary. She's scared, man. She just talked about how she felt like there was more to the Jameis situation than anyone in the in the public or any fans realized. And she said it had racial undertones. She also said they did it based on like money, thinking that they were going to be able to pay Jameis less. And I just thought, you know, it got me thinking about this. And I, I wanted to ask you about this. I don't know if this was just because I was up late and I was listening and I was thinking about this. Is it not? I know it's a different topic but isn't what happened to josh freeman really kind of similar to what happened like the end of josh freeman with shiano really kind of similar to what started to happen with Jameis at the beginning of the year like hey there's some talk about a ped failed drug test for freeman he might be suspended hey Jameis uber driver thing he does get suspended then he comes back loses a job then they put him back in and it's this back and forth and both quarterbacks have shown promise regardless of what you think about Jameis, he showed promise at times for sure but it's just been weird how kind of similar those two things have been uh it's a little bit of a stretch, but it got me I thinking think about so. it. I, I don't want to say, I don't want to dog Freeman, but Freeman's a different dude. And he, For had, sure. he had some real like need to get help kind of shit going on. Yes. The, and and we, yeah, we're not going to get into his stuff, but I, I, was, I agree with you. Yes. He had a different thing, but also Jameis had to see a sports psychologist during these, these three, three weeks or whatever it was where he wasn't starting once he came back. I mean, He's always been the dude, and he got benched, and he got humble, whatever that looks like for him. 
you know, it happen. Yeah, I'd kind of I, I'd be curious to see why you're saying that she was talking about linking those two together. I, I don't get it. She was just saying at the time when it all happened with Freeman and she she used another player like Jarvis Landry. She was like the Dolphins when it came time to have to pay Jarvis. They they held on to some story about him slapping his pregnant girlfriend or something at some point. And then that information came out and she insinuated some of why her and Brent didn't like the Dolphins was because they did that on purpose to get a lower or reduced contract of, of gotcha. Landry. And she was just like, if you guys don't think it happens, let me tell you, it does. And I'm just saying there was more to that Jameis shit. And the guy's like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, I mean, I haven't seen any facts to prove that it actually happened. Have you? And I, it got me thinking a little bit. And it's like, it was a complete, he, he said, she said, and I'm not saying he oh, yeah. did or didn't. I think that, I think, I don't know. I hate to get into that shit, but I, I, I am I, too. I, I'm just saying it, it was, I think that Uber driver is definitely a little, has some motives and timing of her is weird, but well, they yeah, settled out of court for, that, and they didn't disclose how much for what that was, but they settled. Yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. It just felt it, like when she said it, my whole point in this is I'm not, questioning the driver Jameis or anything like that but when she started saying it and kind of laying it out like that it did get me thinking like man if you thought you had a the, the quarterback of the future right but he also has made some dumb decisions right would you as GM put your GM hat on if I told you hey Matt I got this video of Jameis doing something wild whatever it is you can hold on to this and then it then it kind of comes out or we utilize a couple things, but you're going to get him at a reduced rate. You can keep him around. Do you do that? Or, and, and it's all high stakes because if you do, if you release this and ruin his reputation, you know, the whole nine, but it was just a really weird, interesting conversation from her. Yeah. That, that's crazy. I think about it to my first thought is you're putting more on your plate as a GM that I think you would want to, you know what I mean? That's what I, I would think too. I feel like you're going to have to, in James' situation, you're gonna have to pay that dude pretty good chunk, regardless. I, I I don't know that that his couple instances are gonna drastically change what he's getting paid as of now, in my opinion. I I don't think so either. And I'll tell you this: if he plays anywhere close to the way he has these two weeks the rest of the season, is there any doubt he comes back next year? No, no. I don't I think don't so either. I don't think there's a way he doesn't come back. I think it's becoming a more popular narrative that he does come back and um it does kind of make you really root for him doesn't it yeah i mean i i definitely the, like what i what i've told you pretty much the whole season i actually listened to ian beckles and made me laugh because he brought it up the same way i brought it up for weeks the best thing for Shout the out bucks ian. ian back on 620 what's up baby um the best thing for the bucks is for Jameis to become great. You know what I mean? It's just oh, yeah. the, the best way for us to be a great football team. Get Cause if he's not, we got to go a different direction. It's just, it's going to be a long hike. So yeah, yeah, for me as a Bucks fan, it's like, he's there. I, I get people have their thing about him, but me as a non-biased Bucks fan, I'm just like for us to get back to the playoffs quick and have some fun times around Tampa. It's, it's, you know, to be, to have it done quickly. It's going to be what Jameis says. QB. I just so feel like... You, I'll ask you this. Say we make a little run here. Ooh. 
finish nine and seven. Let's say we go undefeated. I, don't I really think see. I know what you're going to ask, and I don't want to. Fuck. All right, go ahead. Any, any chance Cutter sticks around? And you're you're going to ask that. <sighs> so it's. I thought about it today when people. Well, well I, it's. I don't think we're going to win four in a row. Down I don't think we win. If we beat the Saints next week, I might tell you, hey Matt, he just bought himself another year. I might might say, you know what? Let's go get. <laughs> I'm just saying, think about it. If if we beat the Saints next week on the road, or no, at home, and we sweep the Saints on the season, we beat, we split with the Panthers, and then we play Atlanta again, and we can beat Atlanta, I think. Do you, do you cut that coach? Do you cut bait with that? Or do you say, hey, let's continue to surround this team with better talent. So, and... It's- Get a if good defensive coordinator. Or shit, I, I don't know. Keep keep dude that's in there. It looks like they're kind of gelling. So whatever's work, you know what I mean? I don't know. If it's me, I believe we've got to a place this year where I don't know if you know this because you're over there and you had to hike it up to Nashville for music. I know you, you know you've been to Tampa your whole life, but mm-hmm. so the Glazers this week. Did gave away thousands of free tickets. Yeah, I saw that. Yikes. So I believe we've gotten to a point in the season, which last week everyone, um, and, I, and I was there, I was kind of going back and forth, but looked like generously half full stadium last week. Now you're giving away free tickets this week. That's where we are. I just don't know if he can come back from that because now you're starting to, as owners, now you're starting to screw with their money. I don't know that they like that too much. I thought about that too. I, I don't, but man, if he, think about our division. We have the hardest division, right? Let's start with this. Yeah. But you also lost to the Redskins. You lost to the Giants. I don't know, man. To me. I don't know. There's like, there's yeah, so many think- sides to this. Like if we answer, okay, let's go down this road for a second. Okay. If, if we have the kicker, well, who do we have now? Santos, Cairo Santos. If we have Santos all year, how many of those games do you think we lose? That's a tough one. You know what I'm saying? I think I, I think I think at least we get one more win and that's then that's what I was gonna say. Sit, so it's tough. It's tough, but we've been doing this for a couple of years now. I know, I know. That's it's where it's like, like I know. So that's, what if, what if you do it again, go through another offseason, week six, we're looking at two and four again. Like it's like, what the hell were you thinking? I don't know. I just I got the feeling he's kind of gone. I think so too, but I'll tell you what. Here's my thought. I we've said for a couple of weeks. I don't know how Cutter comes back, but if you split with the Panthers, split with the Falcons, and sweep the Saints, and we look back at the end of the year and say, "Hey, there were a couple that got away, but it was a weird year." Jameis had a suspension. All things considered, we fired our defensive coordinator midseason. I know it's his own fault. That's his boy. He should have done that to start with, but. At what point do we stick it out with a coach? Do you know what I'm saying? At what point do we say, hey. Well, let's be clear. We stuck it out with him this year because I, he could have been fired last year. But so that was after was, a second year. It's like. This was a stick it out year. And he even said himself, the Glazers went out on a limb with keeping me. I don't know. I mean, it'll be tough if, if he really runs off what would be if we went four more six in a row. It'll make it a lot more tough on the Glazers. In my opinion, I just see. How many coaches get fired winning a six-game win streak in the end of the season? Yeah, it's tough. But then I at mean, the same time, it's like... You got the Packers who fired a coach today that won a Super Bowl, so... 
I mean, how long ago was the Super Bowl? Eight years ago or six years ago? Was it 2010? Was it 11, 12, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I, don't know. I definitely I think, well, here's, here's a, okay. They, they won in 2011. So it's been eight years basically for the Packers, which that's the move. But, okay, we win those six games. We keep Cutter. Do you keep Duffner as defensive coordinator? Uh, See, this I is. Just I just don't think so, man. I I think he, he's been around a long time. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, it would make it harder if down the stretch they're not giving up 20 points to anybody and, and making it look real good. And interesting that uh, Rondé brought this up on the telecast today. I guess we've had more minutes on our defense by rookies than he said, like anybody in the league. I don't know. If I'll tell was- you, some of those guys, I'll say this. I don't know what's going on with the secondary. And I, the Panthers aren't some scrub ass team. Let's start with that. They're no. a good team. Who, like Devontae Harris, Ryan Smith, and I don't even know the other dude. Um, JV and Elliott had a pick. JV and Elliott. Dude, like they made plays for us. And they yeah. weren't like fucking getting toasted. I get it. Like Panthers don't have like a scary wide receiver core. We'll know next week with the Saints what we are for real. But it, just from like a competitive effort standpoint, they look like they had some juice today. And that was the first time in a while I, I felt like that in the secondary. Yeah. No, whole, whole defense. Yeah. Duffner's an interesting situation. I just, I mean, we're definitely going to have to bring in some more coaches. I, I'm looking at. I don't know what the Bills situation is. If I mean, I know they got I the rookie. Just, QB, so. so good transition options for next year if Cutter is gone. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this more in depth offseason, obviously. But two that um, I brought up, your boy, love his name, offensive coordinator. Brought that up, Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> I think uh, offensive minded. That's a good guy. Two two that I like that I thought about today. Sean McDermott, the head coach for the Bills, like I said, I don't know what their deal is. They just they're starting a rookie quarterback, so I don't know that he's necessarily on the hot seat. But he's more of a defensive minded guy. And to be honest, even if he gets fired and we have another, I I kind of like him even uh, as a D coordinator. So I not a head coach, but head coach. Um, James Betcher, he is the Giants D coordinator, and. He got the rave reviews from Bruce Arians a couple years ago under Bruce Arians. And, I mean, that's good enough for me to say that he Bruce Arians saying he's the next uh, good head coach in the league. So, hey, man, I, I take it. If you kind of look at the Giants, they're, they're a weird year. Eli's over the hill. Their offensive line's horrible. They're not doing well. But yeah. I feel like their defense always, without having, a, like, they got Landon Collins. A couple, but without having, like, I think great players. I think they always kind of play their ass off on defense. So that makes And they traded good. away a couple guys too. They traded away snacks or whatever, and they almost traded Landon. God, I wish yeah. we could have got Landon Collins. That would have been freaking huge. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm curious, like, if it's going to be a situation like that, my thought would be th- this might be a, a weird one, but like, who's the offensive coordinator currently? for the Rams. I know Sean McVay calls the plays and he basically is, but the guy who's working under him, I'd be interested in having conversations with that guy about being the OC. You know what I'm saying? Like I would just want some kind of fresh juice 
that thinks about things different that has been with somebody who's been doing it different or whoever the offense. Want, let, me ask you, let me ask you this. Would you want a offense or defensive minded head coach? Mm. Isn't that tough? I almost, <sighs> I almost feel like I'd Do you want, keep Todd Munkin? I think that's, I think it's kind of hard to do that. I think it, it doesn't is happen too. a lot, but I think it's on the table. And I, I almost kind of wouldn't mind having a, a defensive-minded head coach in here, and then you just got to make sure you get get that offensive coordinator that that can uh, keep the ship going the right way for the offense. I would say if I had to put pick or put it, I, I would want a defensive-minded coach. I would. I just I think that's what we need. And but at the same time, I don't want to have such a defensive-minded guy that he affects the offense. Like I still want to be. No. At the end of the day, the way the NFL is now, you can't be just a straight. Let's ground a pound, you know. That ain't gonna work. Four yards in a cloud of dust type of shit. That it just ain't working like that anymore. But you can still be like a, you know, Mike Zimmer for the Vikings is defensive minded. Uh, Patricia for the Lions. You know, there, there's guys out there that I feel like are good coaches. That question. Two two guys that I think about: Wade Phillips and um. Too old. Okay. Dude, well, this defensive I coordinator, Rod Marinelli. God, I love him. I think he's too old, too. I just don't think we can get a guy that old. I think, I mean, perfect situation. You get a guy that can at least be with us. If Jameis, let's say Jameis is our guy for the next eight, 10 years, a guy that can be with us for eight years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get that. Okay. Um, and there'll, there'll be a couple. I, I don't want to hear that freaking. Uh, the hardball shit from Michigan. I, I can't stand Get that guy. out of here. I'm out on that. I understand why people would say that maybe kind of a surface level, like, Oh, the last I run he it. had in NFL was like a good thing, but I will say, I don't think he would come here. I don't think so either, but no, I'm talking about the, uh, Oklahoma head coach Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. I think that dude might be a sneaky, uh, sneaky head coach. How about this? I know your, your heart's going to flutter a second here. I heard someone mention Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. Man, I heard that too. That'd be a weird one, but I'd be interested. I'd be He's interested. Obviously, to- offensive minded. Yep. Um, and I actually think he could probably do a pretty decent job. He's very quarterback friendly. Gives the quarterbacks a lot of. Um you know, open windows, easy throws. So I, I think you could do a good job. You, you pair him with like, let's say that'd be perfect. If you brought him in, if like a Sean McDermott from the bills got fired and bring yep. him as a, a D coordinator, like that, that would look good to me, but I, I don't know. Also congrats on getting in the uh, college playoffs. The playoffs. Notre Dame. We out here, baby. Clemson. That's going to be scary, but hey, Yikes. at least it'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see what Cutter does the next four weeks. I, I, he's there's a little light flicker in there. We'll say that for now. There's a little light flickering. I think, I think it's going to be kind of out. I think he's going to be gone. But hey, roll roll off four more and uh, you make yourself a better case, brother. Yeah, I mean, shit. If he see that's where it gets tough too, because like, if you roll off four and don't even make the playoffs, what's the point? At this at yep, this stage exactly. for us in regards to the draft, and I don't ever want to look at it that way, but kind of at the same time, like fuck, you don't want to just win out and then we're sitting somewhere at like twenty 
instead of what could have been a top 10 or 12 or whatever. I don't yeah. know. It's that's, that's where all this gets complicated. And I feel like the giants, I thought we're going to lose out because Lord knows tell you what though, I was watching them, the giants with like a will, like will Greer maybe from like West Virginia. Cause I actually like the way that dude's playing. Like, they might be kind of scary good, dude. With Saquon and Odell, well, like, like I think now it's looking like Haskins, the quarterback from Ohio State, is the that number. guy can sling it though, dude. Have so, you seen him? Yeah, so it's looking like he's going to be the number one QB on the board. But uh, let's go into a little bit in case anyone. Uh, well, I shit, everyone probably listens to this does fantasy, but we got oh, yeah. fantasy playoffs coming next week. Depending on how your year went, if you made it, if you didn't make it, but ain't sniffing those this year. The, uh, let's say that you probably don't want to play the Bucks defense, <laughs> bringing the Saints in here. Um, I'm not betting on that one. <laughs> so let's go first round of playoffs. Let's just go through our offense and kind of give our takes on what we think starts it. Okay. And okay. Is Deshaun playing next week or no? Um, let, let's say, let's pretend that he's, let's say he's not playing. Okay. I don't think he's going to play to me. I think Mike Evans is a safe bet every week for about 70 yards and a touchdown more or less. Uh, some weeks, obviously he's not going to get touchdowns, but I think Mike Evans is a safe bet. So that's, that's kind of a given, but I think yeah, you probably, you probably have to start him, even though he probably draws Lattimore kind of sucks. But I mean, I, I doubt you. Especially if you're going in 10, 12 team leagues, I doubt you have a better option. If you if yeah. you're in like a team league and you got so, I, I yeah, I just I doubt you can sit him. Especially because okay. we're gonna, I feel like we're gonna have to throw the ball. Um, All right. Bunch, so who else do you think could be sneaky good? Man, I I think Godwin and Humphreys both can put up solid numbers. Um, of the two, I though, because I was going to say Godwin, and I, I have him in my league, and I'll tell you, he put up 27 for me today, and I didn't start him. <laughs> yeah, so. Killed me. You know, de- depending on the, the way your league scores and stuff, but, yeah, I, I think they both, we're going to, I think we're going to have to throw the ball. The Saints, I believe they said last week until they played a Zeke that they hadn't given up maybe only like one time over 70 yards to a running back. So mm. I, I don't think we can get a lot going on the ground. Maybe Peyton Barber to me is like a touchdown or bust type of play. Yep. Uh, if, if you have any better options, you probably don't want to play him. It just, if he gets in the end zone, it's a coin flip. If he gets in the end zone, has a solid day. If he doesn't, it's probably not looking at anything great. And then, yeah, I think all three of those guys, you go Humphreys, Godwin and Evans can, it's just kind of who, Match who has up. the day, you know what I mean? But I think they're all playable. You know, when you get down to Humphreys, you might say, oh, you have better options just depending on your team. And I think Bray, as far as tight ends, man, there's just such a lack of elite tight ends for fantasy-wise. So unless you have like a Kels or an Ertz, um, people like that, then, uh, you know, once you get down there a little bit, I think Bray's still a good play as well. Yep. I, it's tough for me because I uh, I had OJ this year, and I'll tell you, OJ was starting to get to the point where he was about 18 points a game, sometimes 25. And I also have Gronk, and so playing both of them were cool. But Gronk's kind of had an up-and-down year. Um, I actually traded you, and I got Gronk. Um, but I would say this. To your point, 
I think Brait's solid because he gets so many looks from Jameis in the red zone, and today he dropped a touchdown. If so, if you think yeah. about it, I it's think, just like I said, the position. Like it is, man. If, it's if tough. If you don't have one of those top three, four guys, then like uh, who's the other? The Niners, Kittle. I'll yeah, say, that like, guy's been balling. Oh yeah, like Kittle, Ertz, and Kels, like pretty much outside of and Gronk, like outside of those four guys, Braid is there with any but any tight end. So. I think OJ then, was creeping into that upper echelon this year. I agree. And then, hey, man, I, I've been kind of riding with him. Actually, in both my leagues, I played him today. Jameis, man, he's looking good, and I think he'll have another solid game. Look, like I said, I don't think we'll get a lot going to the run game. You would expect the Saints to score. I'd like Jameis to put up, you would think, at least two touchdowns. I'd probably go close. You, I think he might get three. Um, also, shout out for Jameis uh, breaking the 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 touchdown record that was held by uh, old number five Josh Freeman. Oh, there you go. Did you know that he? Uh, Freeman, I did not. You know what's kind of crazy? Freeman had eighty touchdowns in those four and a half years he was here, and you know, obviously Jameis beat that, but it kind of put in perspective. I didn't realize Josh Freeman kind of put up some solid numbers while he was here, like. If you really look back, dude was he he had an all right stretch. He also had some really bad ones too, but not yeah. the point. Shout out Jameis. There you go. Yeah, man. Uh also I text you this. You know what got me excited today? I watched the like the fourth quarter on my patio, got my little TV rocking chair out there. Mm, but nice. did work. Been a little sick, couldn't make it to the game today. I heard the damn cannons from my back patio. <laughs> It was so odd when we when we uh, stopped them in that thing. I heard them things fire off. I was like, "Holy crap!" I can hear from my house. So that's pretty badass. Fire the cannons, baby! Here we go. To your point, Matt. Um, I, I don't think we, man. I don't think we're going to beat the Saints next week. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't put my hard-earned money on it. But uh, I will say this: if you got to face Drew Brees. You want to face him in your house, not in his dome. So, hundred percent agree with that. But I'll then again, like, I feel like we don't, we don't really have a house right now. You know what I'm saying, like, it's not really a home yeah, field but, advantage. Hey, what are we four, four and two at home? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, hey, man. So, I, at least we're at home. I think that there's the opportunity to get Breeze on the road, not not in the dome where he's all comfortable. Like I said, first quarter. Getting his face hit him, man. If you got to get a late hit in there, first drive or something, let's do it, man. Even if you got a flag, JPP, a Vita V, smack him in the mouth one time. We don't, we'll, we'll take the penalty the first try to make him uncomfortable. And not to toot my own horn, but I definitely picked us beating the the Panthers, and I'm I'm proud about that pick. I felt like we had a shot. I just the Saints are different, dude. I don't, oh yeah. I don't. I mean, now the Ingram's back and Kamara. It's like they're just. Dude, they're explosive as all hell. And I'll see this is this is what makes the dirt cutter situation tough. Look at Sean McVay and look at Sean Payton. Do you think our coach is that creative or even close? No. And that's what's so fucking tough. How do you have an offensive minded coach that when given the opportunity to run your own team to do whatever you want, you don't do that? Do you know what I'm saying? If like my whole life I'm an offensive coordinator. And I'm like, oh, I know what to do. But like, I kind of have a coach. It's like, this is how we play ball. And then I finally get the opportunity. 
I'm trying to put 60 on everybody. Like I'm, I'm trying to like go out and like change the shit like Sean McVay's doing, not like play it safe. And I, I don't know. I just, Oh yeah, no, I just, I feel like he has that old school. Like he definitely likes the vertical passing game, but I, I still feel it's in a sense, just uh old school drop back. Like these routes are what we run <laughs> type of thing. And, yeah, n- nothing new, and you kind of see the Kansas City and the Rams and the New Orleans do all these things. And and I will say, I don't I don't know that Jameis is is meant for all those those crazy, uh, you know, jet sweep do, doing all this crazy stuff like Oregon st- uh, type of thing. But we could definitely have a little more uh, ingenuity in there, get some more screens yeah. and and the round, you know, something to mix it up. Well, maybe hey, we'll uh, see what happens. We got that dub today. Got that dub. Let's be happy for Sunday, baby. I'm saying Sunday fun day coming at you. Positivity, man. Positivity. Have a good day. Have a good night. Christmas coming up. Tis the season. We're out here rocking. (laughs) Yo, ho, ho. (laughs) Hit us up on Twitter. You got any questions? Email us. Also, I had, I think, again, I'm tooting my own horn left and right. I think I had the dopest tweet maybe ever you got to check this out essentially <laughs> our dude was on a pass breakup and when he was breaking the ball up he essentially looked like he was shooting a middle finger right at curtis samuel of the panthers i was dying when i saw it so i had to post that y'all already know hit us up baby fire them cannons fire the cannons